Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This is Undaunted Life, a man's podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Thompson. Let's get into it. All right, guys, here's the thing that I know about you that you might not know about yourself, and it's this. A lot of you guys are developmentally challenged. Whoa, whoa, Kyle, did you just call me developmentally challenged? Probably, more than likely, you are developmentally challenged, but let me just kind of tell you exactly what I mean by that. I don't mean you need to go to like remedial math classes or something like that. Essentially, most of the guys that I know, most of the guys that I've met, most of the guys on the planet, I would assume, they stop getting better. They just, at some point in their 20s, that's with most guys in their 20s or so, it would be my guess, they just stop getting better. They, they stop worrying about getting better. Part of it is because they've graduated from high school, so they don't have to care about developing themselves anymore. Part of it is, you know, they're a little bit past their athletic prime, so it's harder for them to work out and recover and all those different things. That That's part of it. But most guys just don't really give a crap, right? They just are who they are. And some guys, it stops when they're in their teenage teenage years, but I assume that most guys, they do that when they're in their 20s, right? They just are the dad that they are. They just are the husband that they are. They are the worker that they are. They're the business owner that they are. They're not developing themselves, okay? But the thing about it is, is I can't really get into all this because I'm not a clinical psychologist. I can't get, get into why most guys don't want to get better uh, throughout their lives. But part of the reason why I think most guys don't get better, even if they want to, is because they don't solicit feedback from those that are close to them. They they have no one that they can actually talk to, right? So I've talked about the foxhole a lot, especially on these last several episodes uh, since the My Foxhole podcast, but they have no one in their foxhole to go to and say, hey, you know what? I'm doing this and I'm wondering if that's a good thing. Hey, What's a good idea for how I should act in this situation? They're, they're just not soliciting that feedback and that's not acceptable. Okay. The thing is, is if you want to be a guy that develops and gets better over time, you've got to solicit feedback. Okay. And you might be thinking to yourself, well, Kyle, that's a great suggestion. How do I get feedback? How exactly do I go about getting feedback? And guys, I've got a two-step process. I should probably write a book about this. I got a two-step process on how you can get feedback. And guys, this is going to be the most complicated two-step process you've ever heard in your life. So just prepare your souls. I'm about to tell you. Here you go. Number one, make a short list of people you want feedback from. Number two, shoot them an email. That's it. That is the two-step process on how you get feedback on how you are as a man. One, make a short list of people you want feedback from, duh. And two, shoot them an email, duh. This isn't hard. This is not that hard, guys. But the thing about it is, is most guys don't do this. Maybe because they've never gotten the idea. That's part of the reason for this podcast today is because if you've never even thought about doing this, that is going to be the thing that we're going to make sure that you do. But the thing about it is, is some of you automatically thought after I said the first thing about that short list of guys you want feedback from is, well, who should be on that short list? If you're going to be asking guys for feedback on how you are as a man, how you're developing for in any type of scenario or situation, 
there's a certain type of guy that needs to be on that list. And so I got a few things that you should look at. Number one, men whose opinions you regard highly. Okay. If there's somebody that you're thinking about shooting, trying to get some feedback from, but you don't really care about their opinion. They're kind of dumb. Their opinions aren't really that great. You don't really regard their opinion highly. Then don't solicit their feedback. That's pretty easy. The second is men. You are almost 100% positive will respond to you. You don't want to waste your time sending out an email to somebody that's never going to get back to you. Maybe they're a flake. Maybe they just, uh, they're super selfish. Whatever the situation may may be, they don't really care about helping you. So send it out to people that you're almost 100% positive will respond to you. Also make sure, and this one's really important, probably the most important of the list, men that won't pull punches with you. Men that are not going to pull any punches. These are guys that care about you, that like you. They may love you, whatever the situation may be, but You don't want guys that are just like, oh man, you're the best. Like there's nothing I could possibly think about you that would be better. All the while in the back of their mind, they're like, well, he's kind of fat and uh, he yells at his wife a lot. He drinks too much. His kids don't love him or respect him. You you don't want to be that guy. Like you want to be able to give actual feedback. And so the thing is, is whenever you're going to people, you know who those guys are. You know who the guys are in your life that aren't going to pull punches. So make sure you ask them for their feedback. And then the last thing is men that you won't mind giving feedback to. So this is an important one because when you do this, and I'm going to explain a little bit more in a little bit, you might be a little bit confused. I'm going to explain how I personally do this here in just a second. But the thing is, is whenever I ask somebody to give me some feedback on me, on who I am as a man, I automatically have to think it to myself. Do I want to give this person feedback? Because inherently those people might say something along the lines of, wow, that's actually a really good idea. Would you mind doing that for me? Would you mind answering these questions about me? And so if you've got a guy that you're not really prepared to give them the honest feedback that they need for whatever reason, uh, you know, maybe don't send that email quite yet. Maybe like get your thoughts together and kind of figure that out. And another quick note is no women do not solicit feedback from women, just guys. Okay. It's weird. It's weird otherwise. Cause here's the thing. I know some of you guys might be like, well, some of my best friends are women. If you're married, that's weird. Like it's just weird at the very least, it's putting you in an awkward and precarious position with you and your spouse. And I don't know your exact situation, whatever the situation may be, but no, don't ask, don't even ask mom. Don't ask your sister. Don't ask those people. Just ask guys in your life. These are people that should be able to understand what it's like being a guy. And if they're around you quite often, which this person really should be, then they understand what it's like being you to a certain degree. Okay. So you don't want to do that with a woman with a woman. Okay. So, so here's the deal is, uh, periodically. So maybe once every three to five years or so, I, I should probably do it more often. I will send out an email to guys that are on a short list and ask for feedback. So what I'm going to do is I did this here recently, right? Within the last uh, four months or so, I'm going to actually read you the email that I sent out to these guys. Okay. Cause I don't want any excuses. Oh, I don't know how to write. I don't know what questions I would want to answer. Use mine as a template. And if you're worried about sitting here and, oh, I'm driving, I can't jot this down. This will be in the show notes. The sample email will be in the show notes. You have my full permission to send it out exactly as I'm reading it. Okay. So here you go. This is the original email. Okay. I periodically do some self-reflection and evaluation just to see where I'm at with my development as a man. One way that I gain assistance with that is by reaching out to some key people that are close to me in order to get direct feedback. So below are some questions that I'd like to get your answers on. The big key for me here is to make sure that the answers you give me are brutally honest. Obviously you don't have to be needlessly cruel or biting with your feedback, but I want my improvements to be based off of truth. No rush, 
I appreciate your help. So here's the questions I ask, okay? How would you describe me as a man? How would you describe our friendship? What would you say are my best qualities? What would you say are my worst qualities? What elements, positive and or negative, do you feel like I bring to our group of friends? And if you could change one thing about me, what would it be and why? So, so let me be clear about this. Cause here's the thing is I'm catching a lot of you guys, you know, second week of January, kind of a deal. I'm catching you in the swing of new year, new me, and I'm going to focus on this and I'm going to be better at that. And I'm going to do all these kinds of things and like that. That's kind of what we want to do. Here's the thing. Every man needs to do this, this year. Every single one of you listening to this podcast, you need to do this, this year. Yes, I'm specifically talking about you, the guy that just automatically said, ah, Kyle's probably not talking to me. Yes, I'm 100% talking about you. Steal my email. I'll put it in the show notes. Like I said, steal it whole cloth and use it as your own, okay? But before I get into some of the feedback, because I'm going to share with you the feedback that I got, right? And I'm just going to read it right as the guys wrote it. Brutal, nice, bad, all of it, okay? But the thing about it is, is when you send something like this out, you need to prepare yourself for what you might get back. Okay. And so I I have a few tips here that I'll go through quickly about how to prepare your hearts and minds for what they'll say or what they might say. Okay. So the first thing is, is you're asking for brutal honesty. So expect it. Okay. You can't put, Hey, I want you to be brutally honest. And then when they're brutally honest, be like, Oh man, you didn't have to go so hard in the paint. Like what's your problem? You don't want to be that person. Okay. Expect it to be brutally honest. Also, don't expect everyone to respond immediately. Okay. I'm wired. I have that personality that as soon as somebody sends me something like this, I got to get it out immediately. Not because it's, you know, not important, but it's because I want to make sure I do it and I want to do it while it's fresh on my mind. So I just do it immediately. Most people are not wired that way. I'm wired like a lunatic. Most people, you know, they want to maybe think about it and they want to kind of give themselves a little bit of a runway. So don't expect everyone to respond in the same time period. Okay. The next thing is don't brush off the positive or the negative feedback. Okay. So kind of the deal is, is like some people, whenever people give them compliments, they kind of, they, they can't even say thank you. It's like something inside them. Like sometimes whenever I get a compliment, I'm like, uh, okay. Like, it's just weird for whatever reason. I just want to like move on and like put the pressure on somebody else or put the intention on somebody else. So don't brush off the positive feedback, embrace it, think about it. But the same thing with negative feedback. If you got an ego problem, and someone gives you some negative feedback, you're like, oh, you know, this is kind of what I got to do. So check your pride when you get the negative feedback, right? Which that's my tendency. When I read some negative feedback, I just start welling up with all the excuses, right? All the reasons why this person just doesn't possibly know what I'm going through. You know, that kind of nonsense. Just check your pride, deal with it. Okay. The next thing here is be satisfied with novels, bullet points, or something in between. Again, if you're sending this out to a group of five or six guys or something like that, every guy's going to be a little bit different. One guy is going to go ham. He's going to like write you a novel on every single one of those and get into graphic detail, maybe put examples in there, maybe have, you know, some some links that you need to click on and, and some subtitles and subscripts that he's going to get into all that, all right? The, the thing about it is, is be okay with that. 
because then you're going to have other guys that are a little bit more to the point type people. So they may literally send you three bullet points to answer that question, right? Now with the novel people, you would probably assume that you would want that to be a little bit less, you know, verbose but with the bullet point people. You might have to ask follow-up questions, but if you get any of those types of things or something in between, just be satisfied with that. They gave you their best effort. We would assume. So just move on with it. Okay. The next thing is make sure to be open to other means of communication. Okay. So I said from the very beginning, and I, I told you what I sent out, I sent out an email, right? Some people don't like typing emails. I am one of those people. I hate it. I think it's a very, very inefficient way of communicating, but sometimes it's just all you have to do. Some people might want to call you. They might say, Hey, you know, buddy, thanks so much for sending this over. I would love to answer these questions. Can I just, can we do a phone call? Can we make that happen? Some people are going to want to do that in person. Like one of my guys wanted to do this in person. Now I got to say it was annoying to me. It was really annoying to me, but and because of the reason is, is because I like to go back and look at this feedback. So I, before I sent these emails out, I went back to the last time I did this and I kind of evaluated the three guys that I, or the four or five people I sent it out to at that point. And none of those people are really that big a deal in my life now. So that was kind of interesting to see that, you know, kind of where I've evolved with my different friendships and my group of people, that kind of a deal. But at the same time, I can go back and see, oh my gosh, this guy gave me this negative feedback and I still do that. What a moron. So whenever somebody wants to do a phone call or an in-person thing, you know, if you can take notes, take notes, do that kind of thing. Cause you want to make sure this is useful, not in the short term only, you want to make sure it's useful in the long term as well. And then the last thing here, and, and you know, this isn't the most fun thing I've had, had to talk about ever, but prepare yourself to be let down a little bit. Okay. So here's the deal. I'm not going to give any names because that's, that's not the whole point of this, but I sent this out to six people and this was a very strategic six people, right? So these are people that have been around me in a lot of contexts for a while, right? So there's some people that, you know, I, I would be interested to get their feedback, but this is kind of that initial salvo of people. And so it was six people, two of those people never got back to me. And guys, these are foxhole guys of mine right? So if you go back to my foxhole podcast, these are two guys that I talked about that are important parts of my life and they are foxhole guys, but neither one of them has gotten back to me. And I sent this out, like I said, probably about four months ago. It would, I think it would have been October or something like that. I'm not, not exactly quite sure, but I think about October of 2019. And I don't exactly know why these people didn't get back to me. You know, I, I've reached out subsequently to just kind of remind them, Hey, you know, this is important to me. If you wouldn't mind getting this done, uh, that would be a big help to me. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Kind of a deal. And both of them were like, yeah, yeah, I'll get on it. And then they just didn't. And so in terms of all those types of emotions that might hurt your feelings, it certainly kind of hurt my feelings a little bit. It's like, okay, you jack wagons. Like I, I sent this to you. This isn't going to take you about five, 10 minutes. You can find the time to do that. I know you got kids. I know you got businesses. I know you got things to do, but for for the love of God, like how many times you get an email like this where a guy's like trying to develop himself. Okay. And some of those things that might happen is, you know, maybe a guy is just really that busy. He, maybe he is a super combo of busy and forgetful, right? Maybe that's kind of who they are. So you kind of show them a little bit of grace, not a lot, but a little bit of grace. Then some people might just be selfish. I mean, and again, I'm not saying anything about one of these two guys, but maybe they're just really, really selfish. This isn't something that they can do to help themselves. And so it's just not in the top 100 things on their priority list that they want to get done. And, And maybe it's not a nefarious reason. Maybe they saw the email, they're like, oh, this is a great idea. And then they just moved on. Okay. But that's the thing that you need to prepare yourself for is 
you might get let down. You might get let down by a family member. You might get let down by a foxhole guy. And it just kind of is what it is. These are not perfect people, even though they're in their your foxhole. And if you spend a lot of time thinking about them being in your foxhole, that doesn't mean that they're just going to do that outright, that they're just going to do everything that you ask. So again, it might be disappointing. It's certainly disappointing to me, but just log that in your brain, guys. That's the thing that I do with people. And you know, that's kind of how you have people filter into and out of your life. I'm kind of one of those guys that if you screw me over, that's just kind of one of those things that, you know, I'm just going to remember that. I'll remember that for the future. You know what I mean? So now that we've got that all out of the way, I want to go go ahead and give you kind of the feedback that I got, right? So there's four guys that, that got back to me and they gave me feedback. Uh, one of the guys gave me feedback, but he we did it in person because he's like, man, I'm, I don't want to write this. I'd just rather, you know, sit across from you and have a whiskey and, and kind of talk through it. And so, you know, that, that was good in the moment, but, you know, it's kind of hard for me to kind of log that in my brain for the future. But I'm going to go over three of the different guys' feedbacks and I'm just going to kind of read through, maybe give commentary throughout. I won't give you their names, obviously, if you might know them, but I'll kind of give you an idea of what you might expect whenever you do this and maybe some of my thoughts uh, to their feedback. So I'll go ahead and get into the first guy's feedback here. Thanks for considering me to answer some self-reflection and evaluation questions over you. This is a noble and humbling act to do. If you don't mind, could you answer the same questions about me? I'm in no rush for answers considering I would not have asked you if you did not ask me first. This is something we should add in Fight Club. That's our Sunday night group. This helps to humble our pride some as well as see uh, yourself through the other person's eyes. So that was kind of his introduction. And I responded immediately to this guy answering these questions. So if you send someone these questions, expect them to ask for them back. Okay. So first question. How would you describe me as a man? This is an answer. this is his answer. All right, you are an individual who is thriving to grow intellectually and spiritually. You are continuously and intentionally sinking the lion of Judah. You are a person who stands up for what you believe, and you are sure to let people know that you are a man who fights for justice as once and wants to see evil defeated. So. That's a, that's a pretty good description. So to this guy that wrote it, who does listen to this podcast, that's pretty dope. I appreciate it. Next question. How would you describe our friendship? We have an interesting friendship in that we knew each other in college and had the same friends, but we never hung out until years later. You are a friend who shoots it to me straight. You do not beat around the bush when you have something to share with me. I need that because I tend to avoid certain topics or questions if I'm unprepared on how to answer or unsure on the response it may bring. You are someone who will sacrifice helping me laying flooring with a broken thumb even when no one else could assist uh, or move a 600-pound safe into my garage. You are a hospitable friend who is willing to open up his house to watch UFC fights or other sporting events. I need to do a better job at praying for my friends. Okay, so Uh, The little thing there, uh, you know, this guy asked for some help with one of his rent houses and I had my busted up thumb, right? So I I think I did just after surgery or something like that. I'm in the big cast or whatever. And he needed help one day and I go down there on a Saturday morning and I was the only one down there. And he sent a text out to like 20 dudes. Hey, I need some help with, you know, the floors and I need some help with this. And so that was, that was a little disappointing. I was disappointed for this guy. He would never really admit that, but you know, he was glad to, to have that. And, you know, we all uh, pitched in and got him a, a big uh, safe for his garage, a big gun safe and all that. And so, you know, went over there and helped him out. And so it's one of those things that you do those things, not expecting a guy to thank you later for it. It's just kind of like, Hey man, appreciate it. Kind of a deal, but you just kind of move on. So it was cool to hear him talk about those specific examples. Next one here. What would you say are my best qualities? Here was his answer. I feel you are good at challenging people to seek higher purposes in their lives. You are honest, and if you say you are going to do something, you seek to do that. You are someone who stands by your word. You are willing to try something that you are not good at. Many people avoid trying new things because it makes them appear vulnerable. You step out of your comfort zone, and that is not easy to do. So 
Okay, good answer there. But now we get into the meat of the thing, which is whatever. It's like, ah, great. You've told me all the great things about me. Now let's get into the crappy stuff. So what would you say are my worst qualities? Here was his answer. Something you can work on as well as most others is acquiring more compassion for others. We have to push people via workouts, business realm, etc., so they can display their best performance. Sometimes people may not be able to exhibit that at times, and we as people have to be able to see that. We need to let them off. Do, okay, sorry. Do we need to let them off the hook? No, but we have to figure out the other ways to challenge them where they do not become disappointed and quit. Not everyone has the same mindset as us, and we have to help build that up in people. If people have made vital mistakes in their past, we have to keep them accountable and encourage them to face their wrongs and grow from their mistakes. We have to do that in a firm yet respectful and loving manner, as stated in 1 Peter 3, verses 15 and 16. So here's the interesting thing about this particular feedback. Is it started off pointed, and then it got broader. Okay, so it started off pointed where it's basically like, Kyle, you don't have compassion, you suck. But this guy, and if you know this guy, he likes to shoulder the burdens of other people. So you notice how, as I was going through there, he started saying we a lot. We have to keep people accountable. Like we have to figure it out. We have to have this mindset. The thing was, is he was kind of broadening it out to himself. That's just kind of his style. And that was one thing when I gave him direct feedback is I was like, brother, if you're making a point to an individual person, Don't try to soften the blow by saying, we need to do this. It's like, brother, you need to do this. This is your problem. This is something you need to work on. But still, point made. I'm not a very compassionate person. I don't know if you can gather that from any of these podcasts, but compassion is certainly something I need to work on. All right, next question. What elements, positive and or negative, do you feel like I bring to our group of friends? So this one, I'm leaving it open for them to go either way, right? So here was his answer. You challenge our group of friends to seek spiritual, mental, and physical resilience. Those three elements are very positive aspects a man can challenge another man to seek. We live in a day and age where that is not the norm. We need men like you who can help relight, who can help relight the flame in other men so that they can grow in all three of those areas of life. As far as negative, I don't feel like you have a negative element. We don't want people who are the exact same as us. Yes, we want to be around like-minded people, but we should appreciate those who challenge us to grow by looking at something in a different light. I feel you do that. Some may not always like the answers, but the way I look at it is that we love Jesus and we want others to love Jesus. That's the important part. Okay. And then the last question I asked is, if you could change one thing about me, what would it be and why? He said this, I would have you grow your, (laughs) I forgot he said this. I would have you grow your hair and beard out. Why? Well, so you could follow in the footsteps of your ancestry line and look more like a Viking, of course. So uh, he didn't exactly take that last question seriously, but it did make me laugh and smile. And it's making me laugh and smile again because I forgot he wrote that, but it just kind of is what it is. So that was just the first one. And again, I'm, I'm not giving these to you in any particular order. I'm just giving them to you in the, I guess, in the order that they were sent to me, right? So this isn't like, oh, this was the best one. And the next one's not as good. That was just his feedback. He was the first guy to get back to me. He got back to me within 24 hours and it was obviously well thought out and and very well written. And so I really appreciate that. So here's the second bit of feedback. And this one is going to be more cogent and kind of more to the point. So second bit of feedback. One, how would you describe me as a man? You are a very purposeful, detailed, intelligent, well-spoken, driven, physically fit man, a natural leader and someone I look up to very much. That's all he said on that one. And it said volumes, right? So next question, how would you describe our friendship? I think our friendship grew leaps and bounds in our trip to Colorado. That would have been this uh, the summer of 2019. It tends to be very focused on fun things that we share interest in, but I think that there was a right amount of depth when necessary. Next question. What would you say are my best qualities? I'd say your commitment and drive are a couple of your best qualities. When your mind is set on something, I don't think there is much that could keep you from meeting your goals. 
Next one. What would you say are my worst qualities? So I'm not sure if these are qualities, but sometimes I think your drive to get things done may make some of your interactions with people seem impersonal. We can talk more about this one in person. It's hard for me to articulate in writing. One other thing may be how intense and passionate you are about certain things. Some of your statements can be hypercritical and condescending. So good stuff for me to know and and kind of have in the back of my brain, right? Next question. What elements, positive or negative, do you feel like I bring to our group of friends? I feel like you bring a lot to our group. As I was typing out an answer, they all centered around me feeling challenged by you. So I'd say that you challenge everyone around you in one way or another. So you're hearing these themes kind of coming out in multiple people's emails, right? Okay. And then the last one, if you could change one thing about me, what would it be and why? He said this, since I answered a question about your worst qualities, I think it only makes sense that it would be just tweaks about those things. You're a stud bro, and I hope this is constructive. If it doesn't come through in my answers, I think very highly of you and value our friendship. Thanks for being a great example. So again, some good things, good and bad for me to think about. Okay, next one here. It's short in areas and longer in some other areas. So this is the next bit of feedback I got. How would you describe me as a man? Bold and earnest. I think you follow your convictions regardless of the consequences in a good way from my perspective. Next question. How would you describe our friendship? I would say that we are friends that can rely on and trust each other. We haven't hung out enough to become too close, but that is mainly my fault, not yours. I think I could trust you to be honest and reliable if I needed help with anything. Next question. What would you say are my best qualities? Leadership, perseverance, and determination. You are willing to answer the call and finish the job. What would you say are my worst qualities? Zeal and perfection. I think you are a great leader and have an incomparable passion in all you do, but you sometimes forget that not everyone shares your passion and your zeal for the subject. This isn't really a criticism, but I think you need to be cognizant of your audience at times. It shows you care, but some people may take it as criticism because they cannot meet your standards. So I thought that was good feedback there, of course. Next one, what elements, positive or negative, do you feel like I bring to our group of friends? Again, I would definitely say leadership. You came in quickly to our group and earned the trust to lead when needed. I think your input during book discussions is invaluable. This is another Sunday night guy where we talk about books, right? The negative would be during leading workouts. Some of the guys there can't be pushed too much and we're lucky they are even there. I think you expect a lot of them at times and they cannot live up to the expectations or standards. Our group is weird and unique. It breeds inferiority if we let it. We can come together and strengthen each other, but we also compare ourselves to each other, which can bring out insecurities physically, socially, emotionally, etc. This just may be my own ineptness, but it's my two cents. And the last question here, if you can change one thing about me, what would it be and why? He said this, I had to really think long and hard about this one. Definitely your your choice in teams. Okay. This is a Cubs fan. So he's basically a horrible American and I'm a St. Louis Cardinals fan because I love America and I'm anti-communist. So that's why I said that definitely your choice in teams, but back to his feedback here. If I had to pick a second thing besides your horrible taste in baseball teams, I would probably say your satisfaction slash peace. I know that sounds weird, but I feel like you are always trying to learn something new or change yourself to always improve. I'm not saying mediocrity is acceptable, but I think you could be a little bit more lax with yourself and appreciate how awesome you really are and where you are without making it too mushy. Hope this helps. If you have any questions or if I was too harsh, let me know. I promise I did not mean to offend, but I value honesty and tried to put across or tried to put it across in a truthful manner. With that being said, I'm sometimes a dick and come off as brash. Please let me know if I was. So I immediately responded to this guy and said, not brash at all. That was the brutal honesty that I wanted and needed. Good to go. And I think I told you I was going to have four bits of feedback, but I'm, I'll just do those three. And again, I had another guy that, you know, forced me to do this in person. Uh, essentially the, the feedback again, which I'm not going to be able to, you know, review for later was kind of similar to some of the things that we've said here. It's that 
you know, you're obviously a very passionate guy. Uh, you, you lead, it's just kind of a natural thing that you do. And you push people to a degree that, you know, most people don't have the ability to push people to. And that was again, part of the negative as well as like, sometimes when I'm pushing people, I don't come off as compassionate because during a workout, I'm not going to be like, Hey, do you think you could maybe like, uh, do another push up or two? I don't know. Maybe like, that's just not really my style. Whenever I'm doing that, it's more of a drill sergeant coach type of scenario. Uh, but again, this was another guy that's just like, man, you know, we've not known each other for that long a period of time but I feel like you've kind of led us into your life you've embraced parts of our life and you've been able to help and just kind of been a good overall team member so the thing about it guys is is this was a good practice but I I just got to tell you it probably took me two or three months just to send that email and the thing is because you're just scared about the responses. I I mean, I was scared about the potential responses because you are laying yourself bare. You are naked on a stage, right? You're saying, Hey buddy, eviscerate me. If you've got a problem with me or something like that. Right. And again, two guys didn't respond. Four guys did three V email and one in person. But the thing about it is, is you get the feedback that you need, right? Now you might think to yourself, well, Kyle, most of your feedback was good. Like my feedback's going to be bad. And The thing is, is maybe you'll get a bunch of good feedback. Maybe you'll get a bunch of negative feedback. Maybe it'll be somewhere in between, but that's good for you, right? Because one thing that this has made me do, it's made me compare the feedback I got in 2019 to the feedback I got back in would have been 2015 or 2016. Then just kind of see where I'm at. That's a good thing. You see how you're developing. Because if guys, if you look back on who you were five years ago and you're very, very similar to that person, you're probably not developing enough, right? Like if you haven't evolved in your philosophies on particular topics, and I don't mean change your mind on everything, but if you haven't deepened your understanding about important things or important topics or, or things that you say are important to you, that's not a good thing. So this is one way that you can kind of get a, you know, a signpost to be like, ah, yeah, yeah, I'm doing okay. This, this is, you know, it could have been better, but you know, this is good. But the other thing as well is you're thinking about the individual relationships with those people. And then you're thinking about that through the lens of the negative feedback that they gave you, because that's very, very important. Because on the things that were negative, which I highly appreciate, those are things that I have to reckon with. So one of the things, and I I talked to this guy about it when he's like, yeah, you know, sometimes when you're doing the workouts, you know, you're kind of pushing people past their limits. That's the one place where I let my pride well up and stay there. And I've talked about this before because most guys don't work out hard enough. And so they, they work out to be comfortable. And it's like, why are you even working out then? Just go for a walk like you're 85 years old. But if you're able-bodied and young, we need to get after it. And, and again, I'm, I'm running you through a week, a workout once a week. So let's not talk about like how I'm torturing you and destroying your body. And that's kind of the thing is my philosophy, which is obviously different from this guy's. And and that's fine. I I respect his opinion highly is when guys need to be pushed. Someone's got to do it because some people have that Jocko willing spirit that no matter what they are unbreakable and they're just going to do it and they don't have to be told and they don't have to be motivated and they don't have to like have the right song on. They can just make it happen. Most guys are not that way. And so again, if you're if in your brain, your brain's telling you, Oh, your legs can't hold the wall sit anymore. Or I just couldn't possibly do another push up." And then all of a sudden I holler at you and say, get back on the wall, get on the wall sit. And you can do it. It's an obvious hint that it's your brain. It's your mind that is weak, not necessarily your body. And the thing is, is we all have places in our bodies that, that are weak. We probably the best athlete that we have in our entire Sunday night crew, like, and everyone's going to know who I'm talking about. The best athlete that we have in there He's got certain areas that he's not great at, 
One of those things is something called hip hops. It's like, okay, you're laying on your back. You've got your, you know, balls of your feet pointed towards the ceiling and you're basically, you know, you know, you got your hands on your head and you're raising your hips up off the floor and you're shifting your hips left and right. Okay. And so it, it's a really hardcore workout because it is, it is working out your hips, your lower abs, your obliques, like it's working everything. And this is a guy that is the picture of health, the best athlete around us at any time. And he really struggles with hip hops. And so there was a day that we were doing uh, ab workouts, right? And so we're going from this exercise to this exercise to whatever, whatever. And so every time I would go to a new exercise, I would yell at this guy and say, Hey, you're going to do hip hops. And the first time it was kind of funny, but for the rest of the workout, it's like, nope, you're still doing hip hops because that's a block for him right now. That's a weak part in his body. That's a weak part. Maybe even his, even his genetics and his bodily makeup that, that makes that, that workout difficult right now. But that's my job is to to help him make that better. Cause I know this guy wants to be better. And I know this guy doesn't want to have any soft parts about him and in those types of things at the same way, he doesn't want to have rough edges so we can maybe smooth those out. So that's the one bit of feedback that I kind of push back against, but you still respect the opinion of the guy. I kind of went on a tangent there, but you still respect the opinion of the guy that that is his honest opinion. And he thought enough of it to give it directly to me. So you take all those, those things. I, I mainly focus on the negative, but you take all the positive and negative, and then you start to try and apply it. Okay. But guys, if if you need any more, uh, you know, (laughs) motivation to do this, here's some of the biggest reasons to do this. It's just like a a few quick ones, like five, five quick ones here. Okay. The first is this, even if you do regular self-reflection, you're limited to your own perspective. So if you're one of those guys that goes out in nature and spends an hour just sitting there like thinking and like looking at the trees and the leaves and all that kind of stuff, and you spend a lot of time reflecting on who you are as a father, as a husband, as a business owner, as a friend, as a whatever, you're still limited to your perspective. You're limited to all of your life experiences and the lens through which you look at them, right? You need to get other people's perspectives. The next biggest reason to do this is you 100% have blind spots, but good foxhole members, those guys around you will point them out to you. And it's not like a jerk thing. Like, Oh, look at Kyle. You are, you were good, but you're not. And I'm going to tell you why it's a positive thing. You should know about your blind spots. The next biggest reason to do this is this creates deeper levels of trust within your foxhole, right? If the guys in your foxhole, if you can trust them, with the deepest, darkest things about yourself, right? Telling them the worst things you've ever done. That develops trust. That's helpful. But in addition to that, in addition to that, when you ask someone these questions, you're basically saying to them, brother, I trust you. And I trust that you are not going to take these questions and try to hurt me with them. You are going to try to help me. And if you couldn't get that from the three bits of feedback that I read, that those guys want me to be better, better, and that they care about me, then I, you need to go back and listen to it again. Cause that's exactly what they were trying to do. Exactly. The other thing that this is, another big reason to do this, guys, is you can be the jumping off point for a tidal wave of positive conversations. You. Because most groups of guys have never done this. You never considered doing this with your fraternity. You never considered doing this with the guys that you work with, the guys from the police academy, the guys from boot camp. You never considered doing this, right? You could be the jumping off point for this. And that doesn't mean you're going to get like a trophy a year from now when all this positive feedback goes flying around, but this is a good thing. You could be the jumping off point. Why wouldn't you want to create that tidal wave of positivity? And the last thing, and the last thing, guys, hear me on this. Absolutely hear me on this. You have to constantly get better. You have to. 
And I know some of you right now, you're, you got this scriptural thing welling up in you. It's like, Hey, we just need to be satisfied in the Lord. And we need to just, you know, just be okay. And just kind of exist and all those things. That's not the context that I'm talking about. I'm talking about you are in your twenties, you're in your thirties, you're in your forties and Lord willing, you've got a long ways left to go. You may not even be at the halfway point, right? We don't know that, but you may not even be at the halfway point. Do you really want to be this guy 40 years from now? Do you want to have the same struggles? Do you want to have the same issues? Do you want to have the same things coming at you in the same ways as always? Do you want that? Because one of the ways you can stave that off is by constantly getting better. It's by having your friends help you identify your blind spots and to work on them. Because here's the thing, guys, compassion came up a lot in my feedback. I'm not all of a sudden going to be the most compassionate person you've ever been around. That's just not, it's just not in the, in the cards for me, right? Aside from maybe an overwhelming change by God, you know, reaching down and like switching us, you know, the flipping a switch in my brain or something like that. I'm never going to be that person, but I can elevate that a bit. I can focus on it more, right? There are people like my wife. She doesn't have to think about being compassionate. She just is. Okay. And just because that comes naturally to her doesn't mean that I have to ignore that in myself. I have to make sure that I'm good with that, that I can reckon with that and that I can make it actionable. And guys, we have to do this constantly. Do you want to just always be the father that you are right now? Ah, you know, I'm a pretty good husband. I'm a six or a seven out of 10. That's good enough. Why? Why would you think that way? And here's the thing is there are times when you need to just rest in the satisfaction of the things that you've been able to accomplish or the things that the Lord has blessed you with. But at the same time, most of you guys put everything into that category. You're like, ah, you know what? I could be better in business. I could have a better year. Like I could be a better employee. I can be a better employer. I can be better in all these different areas. I could probably run a little faster. I could probably jump a little higher. Yeah, it's fine. Just yesterday, I was in a boot shop in Guthrie, Oklahoma, and there's a kid who is apparently a wizard of a baseball player, but he doesn't care about school. And so since this kid was like 13 years old, he's had scouts come to his games, 13 years old. He's had scouts come into his games, trying to, you know, looking at him. He's a shortstop, apparently a real slick fielder, a good hitter, all those things, fast, everything you want in a baseball player, especially a middle infielder. But this kid just doesn't really care about school at all. And so the thing is, is that's kind of limiting his options in terms of wanting to go to college. He's not really motivated to go to college because he's like, I want to play ball, but I don't want to go to school. And it was interesting because these three old timers that were in there, they've obviously talked to this kid a lot, but I just met him and I just started asking him different questions. I said, well, you know, if, if you want to try to see where you could go in terms of baseball and being a, at least a decent student as part of that, why wouldn't you work on that? It's like you wouldn't, it's, let's say you don't have great natural footwork when trying to turn a double play. Just saying that, ah, you know what? I'm not very good at that naturally. I'm not that interested in it. I'm just not going to do it. That's, that's an essential part of being a shortstop is being able to turn that double play, right? You would never ignore that because it, it leads to your overall goal. But for some of you guys, just like with this kid, you don't see how certain weaknesses in your life directly relate to the things that you're trying to do in the long term, to the goals that you set forth for yourself. And as I say this all the time, one of the reasons why I push the guys so hard at our workouts on Sunday nights is because when you accomplish something, when you've really done something that is truly difficult, it has dividends for the rest of your life. 
It's not just exercise. It's not, ah, you know, well, I could have just done the equivalent of jogging a mile and a half, but instead I did the equivalent of running like a thousand wind sprints. Sure, that's going to be good for your cardiovascular health and for your car. You know, he's going to be good for all those things, right? Got high blood pressure. That's going to bring it down a little bit. It's going to be good, right? I'm not a doctor, but you know what it is. It's going to be good. But the thing about it is, is the next time you're in a hard situation, maybe at home, you've understood what it means to get past something that's really difficult in your brain. You've understood now you were over this thing that you didn't think that you could accomplish, but now you've got this project at work and it is eating your lunch, but you know what? You can overcome it. These, all of these things relate and it works the same in reverse. Maybe you're the guy that focuses on work first and you don't really focus on your body and you've got this thing at work and it's like, man, I'm not capable of being able to figure out this project. And then you do. And then you come to the gym and it's just like, I can overcome this. It's just probably 10 more pushups. Like it's just a few more sit-ups. It's all related. All of this is related. So guys, I'm imploring you. I'm begging you do this and don't think about it. Like, Oh, this is a good idea. If you're driving right now, go driving right now, say something along the lines of, Hey Siri, set a reminder for two hours from now to email my friends on my short list. Make sure this is something that you do. Make sure this is absolutely 100% something that you do. Have you gotten the point now that this is something that you should do? Okay, good. We can move on. All right, guys, before we let you go, we are going to do a quick resilience boost. As you know, by now we are a men's ministry and our mission is cultivating manly resilience. Specifically, we do that by providing content like this podcast that allows you to forge spiritual, mental, and physical resilience and toughness. So guys, I got a, uh, it's a completely different thing. Uh, it doesn't relate really to anything that we've talked about today, but I saw a really interesting clip that I've seen before, but it just kind of came up again here recently. It is Robbie Zacharias, who is one of our favorites here on Undaunted Life of Man's podcast, but it is him talking to an atheist scientist. Okay. So the the title is atheist scientist tries to challenge Robbie Zacharias instantly regrets it. So it's kind of one of those thug life videos, kind of, you know, one of those types of deals, but I want you to listen to this and I want you to watch this later because I want you to watch Robbie's mannerisms. I want you to watch the mannerisms of this atheist scientist who's trying to portray himself as some sort of a genius, which he's clearly not. And I just want you to see how he deals with this question. Because it goes back to a lot of times we're talking about guys that have bad worldviews, guys that have incorrect ways that they're thinking about things. And just watch how a master, a complete master deals with that guy. I think it'll be good for you. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We really do appreciate it. If you would, please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, or Google Play and refer your friends to listen and share this on social media. Guys, as always, we love five-star reviews. If you don't think we're five-star, don't worry about reviewing us, but leave us five stars and let us know why you like the content. I'm currently booking speaking engagements for the entirety of 2020. So if you want me to come speak on your podcast, talk to your team, talk at your men's event, hit me up, info at undaunted.life. Again, the email is info at undaunted.life. The website is www.undaunted.life. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Undaunted Life or facebook.com backslash Undaunted Life. Check out our free devotionals on the Uversion Bible app. Just search Undaunted Life under plans. And as always, we want to thank the band August Burns Red for allowing us to use their entire music library for our content. The intro outro track on this podcast is their song King of Sorrow, which is off their latest record entitled Phantom Anthem. The links to all of this are in the description. I'm your host, Kyle Thompson. Remember, keep cultivating manly resilience, Keep forging spiritual, mental, and physical toughness. Keep seeking the Lion of Judah.